welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Jimmy Wizard, vocalist of the band Higher Power. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! going on caffeinated crew on this episode we're joined by a living breathing wizard jimmy from higher power how's it going i'm good thank you very good uh i'm actually a little bit sleepy so um i'm not caffeinated so yeah Yeah. oh did you did you work today you have a day at work no i had the day off i just uh it's like sunday there's no one wants to get tired um i just did a friday the 13th thing uh and that was super late and then i worked all day yesterday mm-hmm. so yeah i was just enjoying a day off went on a big dog walk so i uh, saw so you had a you had that flash thing going on for friday uh i the tattoo price was reasonable but the plane ticket was a little expensive <laughs> so i, I couldn't yeah. quite i couldn't quite make it over but uh i hope everything went well yeah it was, it was fun man it was a good uh good time it's a good excuse it it's like this time of year is rough as a tower so whatever kind of deals an excuse to make a deal just to get some tattoos to do it's you know just gotta use them it's good that uh yeah the 13th the friday 13th came on january so we didn't have to wait long this year yeah it was yeah i've, I've never done one i've tattooed for about nine years now and that was my first friday the 13th event i ever have participated in so it was fun did you get any um any weird any weird requests besides the flash no not no it was chill yeah this it's like i didn't get anything weird there was (laughs) it was pretty uneventful you know just a lot of the same regular people that i tattoo um that just wanted yeah a cheap tattoo because it's just being christmas and no everyone's broke so it was yeah very uneventful <laughs> and the same kind of people i always tattoo so it was, it was nice so nice well it's cool to hang out with some homies i guess that's fine yeah that's um, it. well i know that we were talking beans means something different <laughs> to you um i will ask you though what are you do you have a, a drink going on right now i don't i have a, I have water i'm uh keeping hydrated hell yeah I drank I quite a lot of wine last night, so um, <laughs> just uh, today I'm just strictly on the water, and I've said, like I said, I've done a big walk, so I'm just trying to try. I wasn't hungover, but you know, you definitely feel you definitely feel it when you know you've been on the wine the night before, and uh, felt a bit sluggish. So yeah, today I'm just pure. This morning I made a mushroom elixir, like I've got all these like mushroom powders uh so uh you know a bit of lion's mane and uh yeah so it's all that stuff a shag of mushroom uh and you know it's kind of kind of kind of tastes like coffee in a weird way it's very bitter you know like yeah yeah. um so i had that this morning and i've just been on the water ever since trying to uh trying to rehydrate after (laughs) all the pizza and wine i had last night so damn you sound like yeah. an Italian. 
<laughs> I know, I know, I should be. It's <laughs> two of my favorite things are, yeah, wine and pizza. So you don't I'd, get the you, you don't get that headache. What from wine? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's always like that's why I've just been drinking loads of water. You know, just and I I can't even get it before bed. Sometimes you know you'll be getting to bed and you'll be like, oh, I've already already got a little bit of a headache, but. It's just, a, it was just relaxing. Just nice, yeah, just nice relaxing uh, evening of That's indulging. Cool. Yes, so uh, a Saturnalia, if you will. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm drinking today. It's a coffee I picked up yesterday. I didn't even know that this was from Montreal because uh, a friend of mine in a coffee, like, Discord that I'm in, yeah. he posted it, and I was like, what the fuck is that? But it's called, uh, it looks like Binacle, but it might yeah. be Binacle. I don't know how to uh, yeah, yeah. pronounce that word. Uh, I think it means binoculars in French. So if yeah. anybody wants to Google Translate that for me, that would be. Key. My housemate is actually French, so after this, I'll ask her how to yeah, please translate. <laughs> if I see her later, I'll ask her what what the uh, word is. <laughs> uh, but it's a it's called Santo Domingo. It's a uh, a Guatemalan coffee that uses. So I'll go, I'm going to go a little sciencey. This is not to yeah. dissuade you from trying coffee, but they use a, uh, a, a carbonic maceration process. Yeah. So they basically put, um, the coffee when it's ripe, like the red cherry, they put it inside yeah. of a container, an airtight container and infuse CO2 into it and let it sit for up to like months so that it, um, it gets infused with this like carbon, like the CO2. And yeah. then they, they take it out once it's been fermented the right amount, like wine. And then yeah. they do like the other process where they remove the seed from the pulp and roast it. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Weird science, but it makes yeah. it taste really crazy. Tasty. Like this one tastes like cherry cola, like a vanilla cherry Coke. Yeah. So See, I'd, I'd probably try that if you were like, if I was there and you were like, this tastes like, because I'd just be interested to see how that translates into like a coffee taste, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, definitely interesting world. Sorry to get maybe a little sciencey and and pretentious for a second, but I have to go there. <laughs> it's expected of me now. I've put myself into this hole. Yeah. People will just nuts. <laughs> I know. Everybody is a bunch of fucking nerds. Um, so we've actually met before. I don't think that you remember this. I was at Outbreak in 2022 yeah and you were inside i was standing in line to get food and you were inside of the vegan indian food cart um, oh yeah <laughs> making samosas for for yourself or something i don't know what was going on but you were basically yeah. <laughs> yelling at people to come and buy samosas from this man yeah it, um that dude he like set first when he first set up was literally on the corner of where i live so i'd see him every day and we just became like and the guy who owns it like he's just such a nice person you know it was just like real positive real nice nice like uh i don't know without vibes i guess would be the word <laughs> for lack of a better word really nice vibes just positive man he's like super just friendly and i see him every day on my walk home and like, yeah, you know, when you strike up one of those weird friendships with someone, you you have nothing in common. We have like nothing in common. Um, 
but we just talk every day and you know like how's how are you how's your day you know like we it's such a weird friendship i'd see him so much every day and then yeah then he was like oh i'm gonna be doing this 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 you know you like this kind of music like i'm gonna be doing an outbreak and i was like oh, i'm gonna play it and yeah we'll be there so and he couldn't believe it you know and he's so when he was there i went to see him yeah and he was like jimmy you gotta come in you gotta like come help you know come come inside like take what you want like but he's always like that anyway with me. Like whenever I see him, he's always like, here, here, take what you need. Like, you know, like, um, he's super nice. Yeah. But it's sort of weird. You, like, yeah. You know, when you have those weird friendships and just people mm-hmm. like, so yeah, that guy, uh, is super funny, man. Like, and yeah, I'll break. He let me in to, to work for him for a bit because, um, he knows, you know, he knows that he knows being in a band doesn't make you any money. So, <laughs> He hears all about it, so yeah, he hooks me up with free food and stuff. So <laughs> I guess he was trying to give me a job. <laughs> I just was not expecting it. You know, it's kind of yeah. like a blur when you're walking around, especially at that venue that it was last year, where it was like really packed in that outdoor area, and the food lines were like crazy long. So you just yeah. walk up and you're serving samosas, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? And you're like, these yeah. are the best samosas. <laughs> they really are. They're so good. He was like, like you were like, I, th- I think you were like, I eat them every day or like every week or some shit like that. And yeah. the guy was like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, dude, yeah, because I walk past him every single day pretty much. And uh, yeah, now we, dude, I see him more than most of my friends. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like he's like one of my main interactions at like date, like, you know, most days. So um we just yeah he just became a good good friend randomly and <laughs> gives me for samosas in a six so. well no joke those were some some banging samosas i think those were probably yeah. top three best samosas i've ever had so oh I mean, yeah it was the truth but yeah, yeah. It, it was uh i wouldn't endorse something i didn't didn't believe it you can't put your yeah you can't put your name on some some fake shit right yeah yeah and i ain't putting my name to no bad samosa you know what i mean like it's fucking great yeah i i had to when i was thinking about like topics i was like oh i totally forgot about this me and my wife were talking about it we were laughing (laughs) yeah dude i forgot about that that whole weekend was just uh we were only there for like two of the three days, but uh, it was just a blur, you know, it's just a, such an insane, busy event. And, you know, we, we were on tour when it was happening. So, mm-hmm. and we had like, I remember we, we had two overnight drives to get there. So I hadn't slept for like two days and I'm like, you know, I'm playing the biggest show I've ever played. And I'm like <laughs> sleep deprived, you know, there's like, you know, you, you're not even a real person when you're that sleep deprived. And I was like, this is probably the biggest show I'll ever play. Craziest experience as a band, maybe. And I'm like, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it's just like, I was so tired the whole time. It's uh, wild. So yeah, when you bring that up, I was like, oh my God, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> being in that truck, yeah. Do you remember doing the podcast? Yeah, the onstage one. Yeah, because I listened to it recently because I was like, I was like, oh man, I wonder what I even said. Like, you know, <laughs> that was scarier than playing the show as well. Like, weirdly enough it was uh so yeah when it came i remember it ca- when it came out listening to it being like let me just see what i even talked about like <laughs> hopefully i didn't say anything weird um, <laughs> i think you i think you made out it made out okay <laughs> you seemed very lucid so 
Oh, thank God, yeah, because, dude, I just, and if I start talking, I just talk, like, I'm so bad at, yeah, I just, I just talk at people sometimes, <laughs> and, you know, like, especially when you're that tired and shit, it's just, I don't make sense at the best of times, so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> uh, I recently saw, I guess it was a while ago, you were playing a show with um, Boston Manor. Yeah. And you were trying to tattoo... Uh, I cannot remember his name, but the the singer from Boston Manor backstage with like a highlighter. Oh, uh, Henry. Yeah, the singer Henry. Yeah. He's in Germany somewhere. He just, he had been like talking about getting tired or tour. It was like the second to last show, I want to say. And I was like, oh, this venue, you know, this tonight's the night. Let's do, and, you know, he was like, yeah, please. Like, I'll go get. He was like, I'll go. I had all the supplies to tattoo, but but like the cling film, the gloves, mm-hmm. you know, and all the, all the little perishables, shall we say. And then he was like, I'll go get it. Like, I'll go get it. Like, and so I was like, yeah, all right. If you get it, I'll do it. Like, and then he did. He went and got it. Like, he went and got me gloves. You know, he found Germany, found like a pharmacy to get me gloves, got me cling film, like all the little bits, like I said. So I was like, okay, I have to do this now. And then. I just, for some reason, I didn't have, there was no pens, like, and, uh, you know, I was like, I'll just draw it on. He just wants a devil. Like, I've done them enough. I can just draw it on. And, yeah, I just, and then I was like, he's gone to all this effort to get the stuff. I have to come through and (laughs) tell him. Because, like, on tour, it's easy to get lazy. You know, we play, I play a show. I get high. I don't, I'm done, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to, like, I've put so so much energy into the show and everything. You know, once I've played a show, I'm almost like just it, like I'm just brain. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just brain dead almost. It's like, um, so, but yeah, he found everything. So I was like, all right, so I have to do it. And yeah, luckily there was a highlighter. <laughs> luckily the tour the tour managers all had like highlighters. You know, mm-hmm. for whatever they have to do. Um, so I managed to draw it on. Yeah, it was, it, and it was such a funny scene. Like I remember tattooing and being like, "This is like," because Ethan, our bass player, had had passed out, like just next to us. Like he's he's very prone, like not passed out, drunk, passed out. He just falls asleep a lot, you know. <laughs> he'll drink a bit, smoke a bit, and he's gone. He's just asleep, and it'll, anywhere he'll fall asleep anywhere. But he's not like drunk, passed out. But you know, he's in one, he's gone into one of his his sleeps and. Uh, so I was trying to tattoo him and I've got him just asleep next to me and I, I can't see anything. It's all a highlight, you know, it's fucking just bright yellow. Yeah. Like, and it's just, and I'm like, try, yeah. And I was like, I remember being like so stressed because I'm tattooing Henry. Henry's laid on just like a table. I'm set up using a pelly case, our photographer's pelly case. So it's mm-hmm. like where all my stuff is, like my ink and everything. But I don't also don't have an ink cap, like a normal size one. So I have to cut the bottom off a plastic cup. So I have a huge ink cap <laughs> full of loads of ink because that's all I could do to put, you know, the only like kind of thing I had to put ink in. And I was like, this is just, and it's so, so, every, you know, anything can go wrong. You know, like it's just every, the whole setup is like, you know, I could so easily just knock all my ink off. Like, and people are coming in and out being like, oh, my God, you're getting towed and filming and stuff. And, like, I remember being like, this is the, the worst idea I've ever... This is exactly... This is why I don't tattoo on tour backstage. Like, it's so hectic. Like, there's so much going on. And 
if I if I had a stencil and like you know like stuff, it'd probably have been chill. But I, I was essentially I did that tattoo, and it was like I remember being like, "This is I'm pretty much just freestyling this." Like you know, this is one of those moments where I was like, "Okay." when people do those tattoos without the stencil or nothing, they just go straight in. I was like, I'm essentially doing that. So like, but I've also got all these people around me shouting and filming. Ethan's asleep. You know, everyone's coming in and laughing at him. And yeah, it was very chaotic. But it was fun. It was very fun, you know, but um, it was one of those moments where I was like, this is, yeah, this is why I don't generally tattoo on tour. It's, 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 really hard and it's already hard enough to tattoo generally anyway you know tattoo is a really hard thing to do I know so but I do have fun you know it is fun and it is fun to like do the challenge and stuff but yeah that was a that was a funny situation that that's how stories are made right (laughs) yeah because yeah I I do the tattoo and like people just see the tattoo that I do but I was like the, the the actual situation surrounding it you know no one really knows that Ethan's passed out next to us and like you know, no one knows that everyone's coming in, and 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 the things we had to do to set it up, and you know how how Henry is like laid on this table and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. That's awesome. But stressful, very <laughs> stressful. <laughs> Just hearing this story stressed me out like a little bit. I know that you're not a Northern English native. Yeah, but would you call? like Leeds and Northern England, your home? Yeah, for sure, man. Like, like I've been here pretty much most of my adult life. I've lived here and just become like the person and built the life that I have here. So I guess hypothetically that must make me a, a Northerner, yeah? I, I say embrace it. Everybody I've met from the North is like the nicest person. Oh, yeah. It's, it's when i was in manchester and interacting with people there it felt like very reminiscent of where i come from where it's like when you go into a place you might strike up a conversation with some random person and they're yeah. super friendly and nice and it's like have a good day okay <laughs> yeah I, I love that stuff dude like i like i have so many people like especially just having a dog and i'm just out walking a lot like there's people that i just see regularly and they're just like, we, we're from completely different walks of life, you know, like a lot, a lot of old women mm-hmm. and stuff like, uh, just, you know, general dog walkers and stuff. And I just love talking to them all, you know, it's just nice to interact with people. Sometimes it's nice to interact with people outside of your world and just get like a kind of different perspective or just, you know, it's, I, I do really like enjoy those interactions with people. I think it's a good thing to practice, you know, mm-hmm. just being open and friendly to everyone. And a lot, like a lot of weird opportunities have come my way from that. You know, just people offering to help you with things or like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, even me walking past that dude and he sells food and just being like, Oh, what's this? How are you? And, you know, oh, and just generally interacting. Like I have a hookup for food anytime I need it, you know, like, and there's a lot of times, yeah, like I said, I come home from tour, I make no money and haven't had a chance to tattoo. So I do need like a free food hookup would helps me a lot, you know? So it's, it's like, uh, it's, uh, you know, just, I do enjoy that. And like I said, I've something can come of it, you know, like there's always something to be, to learn, to learn, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, it's all, it's all an experience, isn't it? And like I said, just, 
I think just being open and talking to people and all those interactions can, yeah, can, can sometimes lead you into some weird things that are quite cool or lead you to some like, you know, like just like, a, like oh, if you ever need help with this or oh, if you ever need that, like, you know, like, because you've built a rapport of someone being yeah. nice to them, you know, just being decent to each other. It's it's like, you know, like I had a, my weirdest, the weirdest thing to ever come out of it is there's a woman I used to talk to and she's quite, she is like a couple tattoos, but generally quite inconspicuous. And like, I, I'd see her every day. She has dogs. I, I, you know, talk, stop and talk and, you know, um, dogs will have a little play. And then, and then it led, led me into the, like, I ended up tattooing. She, it turns out that she was a mistress, like a BDSM like mistress woman like it's her job i i I don't i guess i don't know the i think mistress is like the professional word for it i I don't know fully but yeah that's her job in it she's like a um so she has clients that pay her to like you know do to to torture them basically and uh Mm -hmm. ended up tattooing one of her clients with like her name and shit you know like because that's what he wanted like and stuff so i'm like you never know what you, you what's going to happen. From that's just, crazy. Yeah, from just talk, you know, I just talked to her every day, and she was quite guarded about what she did, and never told me. And then, what eventually, you know, I think she's like, "Oh, this guy's cool. Like, he seems pretty open and and down for like whatever." Like, and yeah, I ended up, and that I ended up tattooing as part of one of her sessions with a client, tattooing him like. And I got paid really well for it and stuff, you know, but that's like, that just comes, that's just come from us talking in the park, you know, Jen just walk past each other. Hey, how are you? How's your day going? Oh, hi, stroke the dogs leads to like a mad situation like that. And I always think like I, I could easily just keep my headphones in and not look at anyone and just walk and, you know, but who knows what's going to happen with who you talk to. This woman doesn't look like she would do that. But she fucking, you know, and it ends up. So so now I just try and talk to everyone and just, you know, there's always something, you know, you never know where it's going to lead you, you know, like it's cool. Like, yeah, so. Uh, well, that's a fucking mad story. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I said it, I was like, well, you know, no, I was like, I better put some context to this. That's the maddest story that's, yeah, that's the maddest thing that's come out of those interactions. But Samosas and tattooing bdsm clients like yeah what more do you want <laughs> yeah samosas and sex slaves it's uh <laughs> dude, i do it all man like <laughs> he's a man about the world he's a worldly guy <laughs> truly just trying to take in every little from all aspects of it you know <laughs> that's that's fucking crazy uh the what i wanted to bring up about the north was the music like but instead we get fucking torture uh um i just wanted to say listening to higher power you know i definitely hear not just hardcore obviously yeah higher power is a fucking hardcore band uh but definitely hear a lot of and this is not to like pigeonhole or anything but it sounds like yeah. you guys are also a lot inspired by bands like Blur and Oasis, like that Manchester 90s kind of rock, yeah, if man. I'm not mistaken. For sure. And like that comes from like, so growing up, Oasis 
they're the biggest band in the world. Yeah. But being a skater, like punk kids, is almost like forbidden to like them, you know, like especially, you know, you're a teenager and you're trying mm -hmm. to, you're trying to be cool and you try. So like that was like, as a punk skater kid, it was frowned upon to like that. But we all fucking loved it. Deep, you know, we all loved it. That was yeah. like some of, you know, growing up in England, like Oasis is, was one of the bit they're the biggest band like you they were obviously like in your life whether you liked it or not always on the radio and obviously yeah we all grew up before instagram and spotify where you just had to listen to the radio a lot um and stuff so they you they were everywhere they're you know like i said they're big one of the biggest bands in the world like of course they're gonna have like an impact on you no matter who you are and what you're into and they did they had a huge impact on me i remember my aunt used to listen to oasis his first two albums a lot in the car like if she'd ever drive us anywhere or pick us up like as some of my earliest memories from being with her are listening to oasis and like especially being really confused about the lyrics because they're quite weird in it like <laughs> you know as a kid i'd be like talking about a cannonball going down a hallway like um so yeah and then when i started higher power it was in one of those kind of phases it was in that phase of my life where i was like i'm i why do i care what anyone thinks about what i like if i like something it's time to embrace it you know your early 20s you're like mm -hmm. you've come out of being like a teenager and you're like a bit like you know people are like oh this sucks and you're like haha <laughs> yeah but really you like it but you just yeah. you know you don't want everyone to think you're like lame or whatever so you, you know and then you cut you come out of that i feel like everyone goes through you come out of that phase and you're like actually no i like this i fucking yeah. love it so like when higher power started i was like man i've always loved oasis and kind of had to be ashamed about it you know i've always really like had to had to keep it you know like had to lie to myself even that i liked them and stuff Sorry, my dog's just trying to go on me. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he wants to sleep here. Um, but yeah, with the, with the higher power. So when higher power started, I was like really like in that phase of being like openly like, no, I love Oasis and like embracing it. And like, so I remember when I started higher power and I was like, I want this to have no, I don't want this to have any like, um, any like preconceptions or cool guidance to it or like any kind of like boundaries on what we're influenced by. I was like stoked because I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring in some Oasis influence. Like I'm going to try and use that like for sure. Like it's going to, you know, like I, I can find that, you know, I'm finally taking control of my creativity and like, mm -hmm. yeah, I do love Oasis and I do love this kind of just like straight up like rock pop formula, like, that I, I i'm gonna do that in higher power like that's why i'm gonna start this band so i can do that like i can i don't have you know i just i don't have to pretend i'm like something else or just go with what's cool anymore it's like right. a very very much like liberating thing almost and yeah weirdly oasis definitely plays into that liberation part of my life because like i said it was such a taboo as like a skater to be into them where i grew up so it's like yeah <laughs> Yo, fuck, fuck elitism, bro. Just love yeah. Oasis, right? <laughs> yeah, in it, bro. Oasis was my like, my like liberation, like awakening. It was the, it was the, it was the beginning of it. Like, I, I love <laughs> listening to like 
interviews with Liam just because he he thinks so highly of himself and it makes me yeah. think highly of him because he holds himself like he legitimately thinks he's the greatest rock star that's ever lived. Oh yeah. Like, and it's the best. He manifested it though. He, it's amazing. It's weird. Yeah, like you if someone does that, you you generally tend to be like, oh, this guy, yeah, like this guy is full of themselves. Like, fuck this dude. Like but he like did it and, and then none of it was a lie. It was all it all it happened. Real, like, yeah. Maybe like manifesting shit is real. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should all start saying that we are we are what we want to be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah like it's crazy though. i want to be the greatest <laughs> coffee roaster in the world i'm just gonna start saying that to everybody i'm really? the greatest coffee yeah, roaster. Just start I even, saying it, yeah just put it out there in the universe yeah just just yeah just say it and do it man like fuck it you the proof's there it could work <laughs> oh man yeah i that's i i, I listen to so much and like i'm the last living I'm the last living rock star. That's like what he said. That's like his biggest thing. Yeah. And I love it. So I'm, I believe Dude, it. And he, but they truly are. Yeah. And also they are because like a band can't get that big anymore. This is the thing that like when I think about Oasis, I'm like, man, they were the truly like last time and place of like being able to be that big mm -hmm. and like do the things they did. Like that's like the world moved on so quickly from like, and and you saw it in them. You saw it affect them definitely. You know because they they reached their peak, and then mm -hmm. obviously like even just before they broke up, I think it was like the whole world and record industry was changing. So like I'm not, you know, the, they definitely like kind of went down. You know, still big, but like the success of like when they were at their peak and like how how just because of how the record industry worked and like how the world was pre internet. Yeah. like and shit like because you know you could be a huge i always think about this man i love getting into this because i'm like yeah. man the world has changed so much that you could, i don't think you can be that big anymore ever like i feel like they were the last kind of like huge band and it's all circumstantial because mm -hmm. like i said you didn't have the internet so you couldn't listen to 10 oasises right. you know what i mean like nowadays you could you know you you can you you're giving oasis on the radio because they're that fucking good and they're the biggest band they got all that shit resources all that shit like and they got the hits obviously that's why they're so big because they got yeah. the hits like but like that so that's why and that's all people had to to find music a lot of the time you know like the general public and you know but nowadays it's so easy we almost have too much at our disposal that they'll i don't think anyone could break through or be that be that like that torchbearer for anything again like yeah you know like it's turnstile are definitely like doing it for hardcore for sure but like you know like it, it's still not and that's huge to us but mm -hmm. like it's still net there's still never going to be anything like oasis scale do you know what no. i mean like i don't think there can be like i said just because of how the world is now like we've gone past that there's too many factors that made that possible that aren't that are gone now you know yeah so like, it's uh dude it's so interesting I've, i think about this quite a lot <laughs> we live in the world of of the playlist now so yeah it's yeah it's i i mean the 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 music that i remember the most from growing up before we had spotify i didn't even have like a walk around cd player you know like 
Yeah, yeah. It I had was one like, of them for a bit. I had to beg my parents to put the CD in in the car, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Dude, and, and that's they, the music like, that yeah, sticks be... with you still today. Yeah. And then, like, I'd be like, it's, yeah, because, you, you know, you couldn't be like, oh, mum, put Slipknot on. Like, <laughs> she'd maybe every now and then let you put it on, but she'd get two songs in and be like, this is insane. We're not listening to this. So, like, oh, but you can have Rancid on. Yeah. you know like they're they're chill she, they I, like, I like a bit of the sky reggae vibes like yeah we'll put that one on if we if we have to listen to your music you know like and then you get that's it you get like that's so, and then you're almost bonding with your parents over that because they they're like you know because you have you have to listen to it in the car with them you can't put headphones in like, dude, there's all these things that just I'd think that there's a generation that's never going to have that. Me, like, yeah, like me and my mom never bonded over music, but we kind of did in this weird way where like in the car, if she let me put something on. I was like, oh, that's cool that that she she likes this is bearable for her to listen to, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, like Lesson Jake or some shit. She's like, all right, like. <laughs> And I'm, I'm oh, I kind of like this song, you know, like she would every now and then she'd try and try and try and like, <laughs> like be like, this one's good. I like this one. Why can't they all sound like this? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, have to yell? So, yeah, but like kids aren't going to have that, dude. Like they're not no. going to have that. They're going to be able to listen to their own music in their headphones. And there's, and there's again, there's another disconnect. We're like, cons- I feel like in this modern world, we have so much so much convenience but there's not mm-hmm. so much like i said like you don't have to go to your friend's house to listen to a record like i went to my i my friend was like i remember one of my best friends growing up he would be like i'd be like oh i have one no effect song he'd be like i have four albums come over and i'll make you a playlist you know yeah and like we could do that together but nowadays you can just do it on your own like you don't have to interact with anyone to become to to know anything about anything really do you like it's crazy like yeah i mean and that's what i think sharing those experiences and and like a generation not having that anymore or actually like most most generations now will never have they will not have that like you're saying yeah you can share a playlist on spotify with your friends or do like the group listening or whatever and like i hope that that becomes more of a thing honestly yeah because Outside of that, the only other kind of sharing of experiences would be like going to a live show. Yeah, true. Mate, and yeah, live music still still is it's irreplaceable. It's the last. I think. Yeah, I guess. I guess if maybe it's the last kind of shared experience. Like a lot of people in with music cat are forced to have almost. It's it's the it's not changed, is that has it? Like it's. Uh, it's that it's it's still always been the same, you know. Like so, yeah. Maybe like maybe that's why we love live music so much and are so obsessed with it because we're looking for that. And then like that is maybe maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is the last last of that that kind of experience that people can share. Because and yeah, and then maybe may, yeah. You I kind of had a revelation now. You said that I'm like damn yeah. Maybe that is why I'm always going to shows and trying to play live music. Like yeah, fuck like, maybe it, that that's where you're with your friends. Even the people yeah. like outside of your walk of life. If you're at a show, and yeah, yeah. You, the one thing you have in common is you want to see this band 
Like I went yeah. to a kill. I went to a Killers concert, right? Yeah. Um, I love the Killers, even though I love some Killers. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I they, they are, they are a very good band. Yeah, some of the the like, first album, man, crazy, it's such a good album. I just think that they represent like American rock pretty well. Yeah, like they're kind of sure. a continuation of what like Bruce Springsteen and you know, um, who else am I thinking of? Anyway, that era of rock, like yeah, that, you know, that big America rock. Um. And breaking out of like a small town kind of thing, you know, like yeah, yeah. like you start right. like you know your and becoming someone, small town USA, and then you like want to yeah. be a star. So they kind of yeah. represent that. Um, so it's fun that. music, but then like at the concert, you know, you see all these people, and you're at it's like thirty thousand people, you know, at the show, yeah, and yeah. you see all the people around. It's like so many people I would never ever interact with. Like, like if I saw them on the street, I'd be like, you know. They're like a normie yeah. or something like that. But, you know, yeah, at the show, sure. we're all screaming the words to this band that we like. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the one last, that's the, the one, one last, last thing. preservation of, like, how you share an experience with people, with music. Dude, that's I, it. I have never thought of it that way. And it's so right. I'm like, damn, that's so true. Like, that's such a sick thing to, like, discover, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is truly must be why and and then i'm like oh yeah that the court that that must be why i'm so into it you know like <laughs> like i said we're all nerds like so like a, it's like sick to like be like in a room full of people that are as excited about this music or something that you are you know it's so cool and yeah damn what what a revelation to have had like that's like i don't know about sick. i don't know how much like you enjoy moshing but for me i love when uh, somebody goes to a show and they're getting into like yeah. hardcore, like heavier music and they see like they're on the edge of the pit. They're just watching the pit and a two step yeah. section comes up and my friends that have never two step before, I know them. So I'm like, yeah. go to, you got a two step. If the band calls you out to two step, you better get in the pit and two step. It's the easiest mosh move you can do. You're not going to get hurt. You're just going to two step. So yeah. I feel like seeing it's those experiences. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can like watch it. And it's, dude, it's so sick. Moshing's such an insane thing as well when you think about it, you know, like, <laughs> like especially within hardcore, because you're like nowhere else in music does that where you're like, I want to do this movement to this, this part of a song. Like, and some people will go to a show literally for like one part of the song and mm -hmm. just be like i can't wait to lose my mind at this bit like you know it's like <laughs> like moshing is yeah such an, an insane thing like when you think about it in in a hardcore sense like because yeah. like i said there'll be kids that will just go and they'll be like this is a they can't wait to two-step do you know what i mean mm -hmm. and there'll be kids like, and then the, you know like even like i've had it like i went to see cold world recently and i i don't really mosh anymore mainly because like i'm probably pretty high at most shows now i'm very mellow now you know what i mean i'm just you know i'm 30, i'm 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 31 which isn't old at all but you know i'm like right. i'm just a mellow person i don't have any anger really or hatred inside of me i'm just i don't need to exercise that anymore i did as a kid for sure yeah, yeah. i know you're wrong that's how i got into hardcore like i needed that but nowadays i i feel like i've I've just become more happy and comfortable. So like to me, moshing to, for me, the act of moshing, I don't, I don't really need that, but I love to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not very physical. I got this 
dodgy knee, which is part of the story. Because I, but I saw Colwell and I was like, all set. I could resist moshing, you know. I was like, this is sick, and I was just hyped to watch my friends mosh. I could resist it, like, but I was fucking loving it. And like, then like, I, I can't even remember what song it was, but something just happened when it just and it just, I was like. I can't resist moshing to this. And it's one bit out of the whole set, you know. Yeah. One riff, but like I was like, all oh, my friend, my brother's in the pit, my everyone else, in, like high power's in the pit, we'll stage dive in, like, and I was like, I can't not, like there's no way I can't to this one bit of this song, like, you know what I mean? And like people do that, they go to a hardcore show. And, and I, I, I actually moshed for like about 12 seconds and my knee came out of his socket, which it always does. So I was like, "Oh, this is why I don't fucking watch." Like, it's like this, I quickly remembered why I why I am just a spectator nowadays. But dude, it was like, yeah, it's like such an insane thing, isn't it? Like, it's like when you think about it, like the dynamic of it, what it is, what you're doing, like the way we're punching each other and shit, like, or the way there is different types of motion. Like I said, you got like two step in is so two step in is pretty like just like friendly in a yeah. weird way isn't it you're just doing this dance move to like a song like it's like a beat you're just moving to this beat it's a certain beat you can two step to two two sevens pretty you know you're not trying to smash anyone or some people do you know you'll, yeah. you'll make your way through there'll be some people that will like two step their way through people you know like nah this is my i've gone this way like move out my way like i'm just <laughs> gonna mow you down but like two step is pretty friendly when you think about it. It, it everyone's in their own little space doing, yeah, the, doing the little you got two your own little like, circle like yeah yeah and you're just moving to the beat you know like <laughs> it's, it's such a like i've definitely spent a lot of time thinking about again thinking about the dynamics and like probably <laughs> thinking way too deeply about motion but it's like <laughs> you know yeah. all that to say uh i love higher power getting to see you guys i got to see y'all in montreal with vane in 2019 oh, yeah. which that was such a fun show weird show because like half the bands didn't make it across the border uh but which uh, was that in the venue of all was that in the ga- the venue that was like a old car garage or was that no that was it was like upstairs upstairs like in a theater hmm. kind of thing where it's like really wide Oh, okay. I think I know. Yeah, I think I remember now. But it was with okay. Vane and Softkill was supposed to play, but they didn't come in. And then um, yeah, who's the other? There was another band that was supposed to come in too, but they didn't make it. That tour was insane, dude. That that like that t- every time we tour with Vane, it's the most chaotic thing. So yeah, the probably some bands not getting through was the least chaotic thing that happened like we found a dead body in a car on that tour do you know what i mean that's how what the fuck yeah that's how like how's how minor somewhat like soft kill not getting in probably was. and then yeah oh man and then soft kill left the tour do you know what i mean like they just left the tour like so they might not they might yeah like i can't remember at what point that was but yeah they just straight up left the tour so that tour was fucked like yeah <laughs> okay i don't know if we have time for a whole fucking story about that uh but <laughs> all that to say <laughs> i really enjoyed seeing y'all here in montreal but then getting to see y'all in in manchester close to home turf 
Uh, yeah. I had two bands going into Outbreak because I'm I'm 30. I'm more of a spectator at this point as well, especially yeah. when you've got big ass fucking Northern English guys spin kicking the shit out of people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I had two bands on my list that I was going to stage dive for. One of them was Turnstile because I feel like yeah. that was the last stage they're going to play for a long time that you yeah, would be able dude. to stage dive on. For sure. The second band was Higher Power because <laughs> it's like the most positive vibe of a set that you will ever see. Because yeah. I love your call out at the beginning is always like, where's the freaks at? Like, where's the freaks in the pit? And it's like, oh, yeah. shit, this is going to be so fun. Like, not even scary or angry, just fun. So I think that's it. Yeah, that's, that's just that was like I said, that's just my MO with Higher Power. I just want, just want it to be fun and people to embrace just being we're just weirdos in it like like i said like we were talking about like mosh styles and stuff but like moshing in itself is a fucking weirdo thing to do <laughs> like why why do we why obviously style is good to have like you know it's cool to look at someone with style but like dude like why sometimes it's, everything's a bit formulated and like yeah I just, yeah i just want everyone to have a good time and it, it we are doing weird shit dude they're fucking <laughs> so weird that we mosh like it's everything like, from the moshing to like, no one does that no if you describe that to somebody just in normal culture yeah. they'd be like why are y'all fighting it's like no we're not fighting like we're everybody's yeah. having fun like this is how yeah. we have fun it's like what yeah so i'm glad it i'm glad it translates yeah because that's it like i said that's it i just want fun good time embrace the weirdness of what we're doing you know <laughs> like some some bands like embrace the chaos and the violence which is also cool you know there's a place for that you know, like king nine yeah. fucking they do you know they do that like they embrace that like it's fucking sick fucking i want to embrace the weirdness of it you know i want to embrace the uh, like yeah i want to embrace the the fun and the weirdness of it all and in life in general, you know, so yeah, I'm glad that translates. It's cool that you, it's cool to hear that, you know, as, as that's what my mindset is. So it's nice to hear it translates to people and psychedelic, psychedelic hardcore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, what, what do you guys have going on? I know that there's a, uh, an inter Shikari tour, which is fucking, I mean, I yeah. was a scene kid when I was in high school with like the fucking hair and the shit. So Inter Shikari yeah. was definitely a band that was like on our mouths in that time. Yeah, but Dude, I, I'm the opposite. I, I know I knew Inter Shikari and, and they're from very close to where I grew up, but I, cause I was a punk guy growing up. Mm -hmm. I missed, I didn't, I just, I knew off Inter Shikari and I, I never hated them. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh man, I hated that. Like, oh, that band sucked. Like, I just, I just didn't really. Ha they weren't on my radar. So, but yeah, so many people have been hitting me up, like stoked we have that tour. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I always feel a bit like, oh, I'm sorry. I always have to be like, oh, that's sick that you're stoked. It's like, sorry, I don't, I didn't grow up with them being like a seminal band for me, like because I was still listening to like fucking like Rancid and Pennywise at that point, like mm -hmm. punk dude, but. Um, I'm probably in some weird crush shit at the same time. So I was just, 
it's like funny, yeah, but the amount of people that have been stoked on that, it's cool to hear though, isn't it? That like, again, people can just be like, oh man, I love that band growing up. That's cool. You toured, you're going to tour with them and stuff. And um, I'm stoked we got the tour because um, I know everyone else in, in Higher Power pretty much, you know, I'm sure, I think the re- pretty much everyone else in the band was the same. They grew up listening to them. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, that's sick that they get to... Uh, get to do you know that we get to play with all these bands that played a part in uh in becoming who we are now in it so i'm stoked for that that'll be fun um new music and then yeah apart from that we're just trying to write an album dude like okay cool yeah we nearly got we nearly got lost in that you know when a band signs to a major label and then the major label drops you and then you don't have any money to do anything and you're because obviously we're on roadrunner and they shut down slash dropped us. Um, it it was a classic. That one of those night, you know, you get those bands in the nineties that were like on a major label, and then the major label drops them, and they struggle to tour anymore because they got no no tour support, and they got yeah. high power. Nearly, we're kind of trapped in that at the moment, so we're trying to rebuild, and uh, it's been a bit of a all those bands I looked up to that did one major label album that were like a like Sam I Am or something that warned me about this. I'm like, damn, I'm living that right now. Fuck, like, <laughs> you know, Seaweed as well. You know, those bands like Sam I Am and Seaweed did like one major label album and then they like never did anything after really or they did yeah. and they, but they were never big and High Power's kind of in that phase at the moment where like, yeah, we've got no Roadrunner so we have no money or resources and trying to do an album but we've wanted to get normal jobs um so things are taking quite a while to like do but we're trying to write an album that's our main focus now is get this album get a new album done get new music and um yeah like we we were saying we're not going to tour much this year at all but that enter shikari tour as a main support came up and was too good to say no to so we were like right we'll do that but we're still our main goal this year is just to get an album done that we are happy with and you know think is good enough to release um because we're so self-critical as well Mm -hmm. so it's like uh we're just writing at the moment that's it we're just we've got through all the bullshit of you know the roadrunner not having a label and um all that and sort you know we've just got you know it took a, a while to get through all of that and covid and shit so we're and now we're back in full writing mode full production mode it feels good um so yeah like i said the only apart from that tour the only major thing is that we're just trying to get an album released this year at some point um you know so it should be fun man oh i'm, I'm- That's, I'm excited to hear. I didn't know about all the Roadrunner bullshit. Yeah, man. Like, it, it, I guess, yeah, because it's... Uh, no, I guess, like, Roadrunner aren't going to post and be like, oh, we shut down and then... <laughs> We've dropped you know, they dropped bands. everyone. <laughs> yeah, and then none of the other bands that were on it have... Like, I don't know, like, obviously, like, Code Orange and Turnstile were on it. Um, Code Orange, I, I, I don't know, they haven't, I don't know if they've posted anything, but from, you know... I know they're going to another label or probably looking for one. The same with Turnstile. I've heard little things, but no one's, yeah, none of the bands that were on it have have said anything or done anything or signed to anything new and made an announcement about it. So no yeah. one really knows, but 
yeah, as far as I'm, I've been told there's no one at Roadrunner. There's like one guy trying to keep it afloat, but they dropped pretty much everyone. So um, there is no Roadrunner right now. Maybe there will be again eventually. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it's a you know, like I said, another classic music industry yeah. thing. Obviously, wasn't making enough money for the big dogs, and they shut it down from what I heard. And yeah. Um, but they also shut it down pre that new turnstile record coming out. So I think they probably are kicking themselves now. And <laughs> like, turnstile is like the biggest name in hardcore, whether you like it or not, like they're, yeah. So yeah, they kind of fucked themselves with that, man. I yeah, <laughs> wouldn't have sure. dropped them if you're going to keep anybody right now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if they definitely dropped turnstile. All I know is that like, from what we got told is there is no there's one guy at Roadrunner right now it's not doing anything uh, they were trying to shop it to other labels to buy and mm -hmm. no one wanted to buy it like I said we were on the everyone got dropped from I know Code Orange have gone are trying or you know going other places so um turnstiles last time i saw them in person and we talked they were like a bit like i don't know what's going on with it it's all kind of crazy so but yeah right now there is no roadrunner and there's no higher power on roadrunner so uh yeah we but we've got exciting things coming up now you know like i said we've made it through all that that shit um but yeah it's funny because all these bands all of my favorite bands are bands that kind of went from the 90s that got picked up by a major label and it ruined them in a weird way so yeah. um uh, now now i'm in that <laughs> now you're almost been <laughs> i've lived through it i'm like damn like now i understand why they all stopped touring and didn't do another record after this record for like five years or something you know i'm like fuck so i hope all the best for you guys like i'm bummed to hear that about the the label but you know yeah i, I hope you guys will recover Y'all write great music, oh, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> like, we will, and we we it's not it's not gonna stop us, you know. Like I said, it just yeah. slow slows, slows the process the a momentum. bit. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's uh, not it's all it's it can only like I said, nothing's bad. It all lead it'll all lead to where we need to be. So yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, like it's the cool. whole what happened with uh, pre church road, you know, yeah. like everything that went down, and they kind of recovered, and a lot of those bands moved on to like amazing things. So yeah, so you know, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely not bad. I'm not, I'm not complaining or trying to make it a sob story. It's you know, it's just part of what, just how it goes, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's if anything, it's made us stronger and more motivated. So it's gonna be be a good, hopefully, only a good record can come out of it. Just just do what I do with my friends and family. I'm not coming to see y'all. Y'all come see me. Come out to yeah. You know, yeah. Make make higher power a destination. So you only play. Yeah, shows and people have to come and see you if they want to see you. That will, yeah, that, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good bit of advice actually. I will, I will take, I will take that. Jimmy, this has been a lot of fun. I think we talked a lot longer than I had expected, but oh yeah, so I told you I talk. talk that's a part lot. of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've got one last question for you, and you can interpret this question however you want. Yeah. I'll just preface it with, like that. What's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns? Oh, favorite and it can just, be it yeah. does not have to be specific it can be whatever beans you interpret that to be can it be separate cities for beans and separate cities for breakdowns yeah whatever you want 
Okay. Um, I'm going to say, well, favorite seat for beans is Leeds because it's the only place I can get a baked bean pizza um, in the, that I've ever seen in the whole world. There's this place, there's a spot. It's literally, again, right by my house, two-minute walk away. You get a baked bean pizza, and it's incredible. Um, so I'm going to say Leeds for that. And for breakdowns, I'm just going to have to go with New York because – Fuck man, everything that I've, everything I've ripped off has come out of there. Like really, like you know, Life of Agony, Glassjaw, Vision of Disorder, fucking Silent Majority. Like you know, they got break, they got all the breakdowns. They've got the hard breakdowns. They got the melodic breakdowns. You know, they got the fucking yeah. I'm gonna say New York for breakdowns for sure. Um, That's dope. I was hoping yeah. that there would be some baked bean talk at some point so we gotta we gotta mark <laughs> that it. off the list Dude, yeah yeah the, if you're ever in leeds hit up el faro's get the baked bean pizza with a barbecue base oh shit are you serious yeah man barbecue God. sauce base baked bean cheese baked beans and cheese on top i if i post that on my instagram story I get hate, mate. I get people being like, I, I used to think you're cool now. I fucking hate you. You're disgusting. But it's the best pizza in the whole world. And I, I don't know why people don't, well, I don't know why people will accept beans on toast, but baked bean pizza is disgusting to people. It, it, I literally get people give me like genuine hate for posting it. Like, you're disgusting. Like, you know, girls who probably thought I was cool and hot are like, I'm never going to talk to you again, dude. If you eat that, like, that's it. But I'm like, it's just beans on toast, dude. It's bread yeah, and beans on cheese. toast. Yeah, with cheese and barbecue. Like it's enhanced beans on toast. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just a new I, way to deliver beans and toast into your yeah to my mouth. Yeah. And I don't have to make it; someone else makes it for me. <laughs> <laughs> the ba- see baked bean culture in the UK is that, like it's so different than even where I'm from, where I'm from, we'll yeah. have baked beans with like barbecue, you know, but it's like, oh, yeah, I've had the barbecue baby. Dude, that shit's sick. With bacon with like fat back cooked in it. Yeah. Oh shit. So yeah, but the bait y'all in the UK, there's beans on every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude, I wish we had more barbecue beans here, honestly, because every time if I make beans now, I add loads of smoked paprika and barbecue sauce on butter. Oh Yeah. So you got it down. You just got to cook it with that fat in it. That's what makes it. Yeah, yeah. Like loads of butter. Yeah, and like like I said, smoked paprika and barbecue sauce and garlic olive oil (sighs) is like, I mean, yeah, fancy beans. Like that's that's something I actually bought from America when I had beans there in the barbecue places. I was like, oh, yeah. Like why aren't we having some smoked barbecue flavor for this shit? Like it's sick. It sets it off. That's uh, it. That's the key. England, this nation was built on fucking baked beans man it's such a big <laughs> thing here it's huge like. uh thanks so much jimmy for hanging out this was such a fun time uh yeah, i expected dude. no less than to have a great <laughs> conversation with you so uh please enjoy the rest of your saturday and and we'll be looking out for for some new higher power shit hopefully this year yeah thank you bro i appreciate it yeah and like i said i like i just love a good conversation so thank you for, for providing all of it. it's nice to meet you properly cheers Thank you.
thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Jimmy for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to check out Higher Power. They have music available on all streaming platforms. Check out any shows they may have coming up near you and show them some love. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com where you can also check out some of our great merch. Pick up your tickets for Montreal Madhouse happening February 17th and 18th at Fufun Electrice. That's going to be a fucking awesome time. So if you're in the area, upstate New York, anywhere within driving distance, pick up your tickets now. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up.